Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I am super excited about today's guest, Rachel Graham, because as I was telling her right before I hit the record button, she is the pure embodiment of embodiment. She is using a beautiful modalities like human design, breathwork and somatic healing, and she blends them together in a business strategy. And if you know me at all, you know know that I just absolutely love all of these modalities and bringing it together and just like helping people to embody their truth and making impact in other people's lives. It's so life-giving. So Rachel, I'm super excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to dive into all of it and chat. It's so beautiful. And I'm super curious because a lot of modalities that, you know, you are practicing and living and embodying, I personally love them too. I'm certified breathwork practitioner. I love human design, you know? And so I'm curious, which modality found you first? Because I feel like it's not like we're finding them. I'm like, they come to us and they won't leave until we pay attention to them. So which one found you first? Oh, I love that question. So yoga found me first. I was uh, 15 or 16 years old and I was a competitive gymnast growing up. And around those teenage years, I started struggling with burnout. It was just a lot on my body and my mind to be in the gym, you know, 20 hours a week. So I ended up injuring myself and I ended up uh, retiring from my gymnastics career. And at that point, I was kind of lost because gymnastics was my entire identity. And that's when yoga found me. It, it ended up being a practice where I felt like I could not, I could uh, not only challenge my physical body, but it also challenged my mind. And as I practiced more and more, um, I received the opportunity to become a yoga teacher at um, 16, or I think maybe I was 17 years old. So yoga has been a, a part of my life for a long time. And it's um, a really special practice and just movement in general, because I don't, I don't teach yoga in, um, aura flow, my human design embodiment method, but it's very much influenced by it. 
Wow, that is so amazing. And you know, it's, and I'm not sure what is your age right now. We don't have to go there, but I feel like it's so beautiful and amazing that like in 16, 17, you found something, you know, because I feel like it took me my, literal my sudden in return when I was almost 29, when I'm like, well, something has to change in my life. This is not working. So I was like almost 30. And then it took me like few another years to like be dialing it down. So like really hearing that there, it can come anytime and it can lead you to the next step. So did the breath work come with the yoga, like the interest for learning breath work? That came later. Um, and I, I feel you. I feel like even though I had this big, um, big moment in my life when I was 16, 17, I mean, I'm still having those moments. I'm 29 now. Um, but breath work came probably more in, I'd say like 2021. So a couple years ago, um, as I started becoming, um, you know, a trauma informed life coach, I've, I've done a lot of work with inner child healing. And at first I didn't like breath work. Um, I found it uncomfortable. And then the more I practiced it, the more I realized how strong a tool it is in terms of being able to work with our life force and channel our, our energy through, through our breath. Oh, I love that. And, and this is something that I'm also, I, right now I don't do breath work, you know, like since I am pregnant, but I used to be practicing all the time. I still do breath work with my clients. And this is something that I'm guiding them through. Like imagine the life force going through you, the more open you are, the more life force can come through you. So it's really beautiful how like you can notice these stages and how you keep like growing with them. So when did the human design came into play? Because I feel like yoga and breath work are, um, I want to say like very like bodily, you know, like being in your body and human design, if you don't do it the right way, like how you're teaching it about the embodiment, it can be very heady. It can be very yeah. out there. It can be very overwhelming with all of the information, right? So how did it come together like with human design and then also your focus on business? Mm, yeah, well, so human design originally was a practice and a tool that I was just using for my own life. So I would say kind of a second, um, you know, maybe breakthrough moment in my life. If you count yoga being one of the first, um, I definitely had others in between a lot of healing. I struggled with cystic acne, but if you fast forward a little bit in 2019, I was working a nine to five in, in marketing and, uh, advertising. And I just felt so depleted, so disconnected from, like my soul's essence and my inner child and everything that lights me up. And I discovered human design around that time because I was just searching. I was searching for, um, for anything that could show me that there's more to life than just doing the same routine every day and sitting inside in this cold air conditioning with like fluorescent lighting 
no, no natural light, no nature. And I was just searching. And so I found human design actually through podcast. I'm such a fan of podcasts. They're so powerful. We can, we can learn so much, not only from the content of podcast episodes like yours, but it's so expansive to be in other people's energy. So I found human design and I just started applying it to my own life because I wanted to quit my job and I wanted to become a health coach because uh, health is very, uh, you know, it's a big part of my life. Um, and then as I continued to use it and practice it and, you know, it is very heady at first because it's a new language and it's so much to remember and um, memorize. But when you start to really embody it, you really start to see the impact on your life. And I saw the impact over time, not only on, you know, my personal life, but also my business. And, you know, I have a marketing background, even though the, the nine to five I used to work, um, wasn't for me. I love marketing. I love social media. I love the creative aspect of sharing your message and personal branding. Um, but you know, there's so many different ways to go about it. So I love human design because it, it can give you your personal roadmap, not only for like how to design a life you love and, and how to work with your unique energy, but also how are you designed to be in business? How are you designed to make money, to sell, to create? So uh, that's how I got into it um, with the business side. It's amazing. And I feel like there's so many synergies because I have a marketing background too. You know, I have a bachelor's in marketing. I have MBA. I did marketing, you know, in a corporate. Then I transitioned into my first business was social media marketing agency. And then I transitioned into coaching. So I'm curious, let's get a little bit deeper. One, uh, if it's no secret, would you be open to share what is your um, human design and, and maybe your profile? And then let's go a little bit deeper into because a lot of women that I work with, they have their own businesses. And I feel like the embodiment part it's sometimes missing there. Like they disconnect, they step into the masculine. It's very like, you know, I have to do, 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 do this. And they disconnect from their body, their true, their intuition, their authorities, you know? So let's start with you. And then let's see like each type, what, and, and I know we could be sitting here for 10 hours. I know that knowledge is vast and your wisdom, it's so deep. But I'm really curious if someone that's listening to us right now and they know what is their type, you know, by type, if we can support them on how to show up on social media so they're really attractive to their soulmate clients. Mm, yeah. Oh, I love all these these points. So I'm a manifesting generator. So for anyone who's new to human design, that's a hybrid between generators and manifestors. So there's really four main types, generators, projectors, manifestors, reflectors, and then me, the hybrid manifesting generators. My authority is emotional. My profile is three, five. And um, if you want to get into the centers, um, the undefined centers I have, I have an undefined head, Ajna, G center, and a heart center. And then everything else is defined. 
Mm, so beautiful. Thank you for so much for sharing that. And I feel like it's so beautiful. I feel like anyone who I meet now, and it doesn't matter, like our chef or my massage therapist, my doula, my midwife, I'm like, hey, would you be open to share your first day with me? It's so funny. Even when I was deciding doula, I, I trust my intuition. Like I met with one, I was like, oh, this is the person. And then I find out she's like me, 5-1 generator. I'm like, of course, like there was a deep resonance. The other doula I was interviewing, she was really beautiful soul, but she was a manifester. I'm like, I don't feel like I want to manifest at my birth. I love you very much. And, you know, it's just like the different needs we have. And when we can know who we are first, let's start with us. We got to know who we are and then we can look at others. But um, my husband, it's manifesting generator one, three. And when I learned he's money, Jenny, it helped me to understand him deeper and closer versus thinking he's crazy, like a crazy squirrel. You know, it's like, I always think about the ice age when I think about Bunny Jenny, you know, the little squirrel who is chasing the nuts, like, oh, let me do this. Let me do this. And like, there is so much passion and excitement and, you know, so, and he's also emotional authority. So I feel like let's start with us. Like, you know, you can just ask Uncle Google and get your free chart or, you know, connect with Rachel. Look at your free chart and just look at what is your type. And that that's where the really journey starts. So for those who already know their types and they're like, how do I use this knowingness of who I am in my business to attract my clients, you know, online? Because you said you love marketing, you love social media. And I feel like there is sometimes this dance like, Loving social media because we know the impact it can have and we can work with people globally. But, you know, if you're a nature lover, as I think you are, because you were mentioning it, um, sometimes it's like really nice to completely disconnect from any technology or anything. So there can be this fight or dance, you know, like I want to be there and attract my people, but I also want to be just with myself. So how can we, based on different types, attract our soulmate clients? How can we be really magnetic online? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I know for a lot of people, like social media and promoting their business, for a lot of people, it's super depleting. And it's depleting and it's not life-giving because they're trying to show up in a way that goes against their energy and it goes against their design. And for a lot of my clients who at first don't like social media, it's it's always because they're, they're following these mental shoulds. Like I should post this amount of times per week. I should create this type of content. I should, I should. And that's, it's always going to burn you out if you live from the mind and, and human design is all about living from your body, from your inner authority so that you're not giving away your power. So it really starts there. It really starts with every type, knowing when you're leading from your mind and from those mental shoulds and clearing that all away so that you can come back to your design. And then once you can do that, once you can ground back into your body, you can start to work with your aura. So that's the rhythm of your energy. Your energetic field moves past your body like, you know, 
three to six feet. And every type's aura energy has a different rhythm, a different personality. And it's really, it's really beneficial to understand your rhythm, your energetic rhythm when it comes to attracting clients because you want to work with your energy because attraction is all about energy. So what I tell generators and manifesting generators is you want to lead from your sacral center because your sacral center really is a huge governing part of your design. Generators and many gens have an open aura. It's attracting and enveloping. So the sacral beings have already have this attracting quality Um, but that's turned off when they start forcing and they push and they're like, I got to do what everybody else is doing. But when generators are just sharing their joy and when they are just expressing themselves from that very grounded heart centered place, people are magnetized by them. And then what generators and many gens can do is with their energy, it's almost as if their energy like hugs people into their, into their aura. So it's important to really feel into what does it feel like to be open? What does it feel like to be open to my dream clients, to my creativity, my joy? And then from there, what does it feel like to start tuning into this feeling of I pull clients to me? There's no need to push. There's no need to find people. I pull people to me. And it's it's always coming from that sacral joy. And that is that is really the power of being a generator, um, and a many gen. So I'd say that so much, you know, I, I love that because that's exactly what I have experienced like a couple of times in my business. Um, when I like look back, there were times that I was like being really heady and I tried to push and I tried to like force things and I should do this because my mentor says it, I should do this because in my mastermind, they say it. I should do this because my husband said it's the logical thing to do. And it was, I was burned out, it was depleted and, and it didn't work. Like my income dipped. But when I went back into that knowingness, like you said, you know, like that, that knowing that when I feel this joy and openness, that's when I'm attractive. And my husband, he's sometimes like, He's like, oh, this is so amazing. Like you do so little and like you, you know, attract so much. I was like, yeah, but that's how it's meant to be when you're aligned, when you're in an embodied version. So I love that we get to like check in with how it feels like to be open. I I love that you're also like using when you're expressing yourself, Rachel, you're really using your body and it's so beautiful because you're Mm -hmm. literally in the flow. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love, love talking about this. Um, yeah, that's so important for generators. I love what you said about like, you know, even though you're a generator, you, when you are working from this joy centered place, you actually have the ability to be more successful while doing less. And for a lot of people, they have this connotation that generators and manygens are here to work 24 seven. And we're really not. We're here to work when we are responding to life, when we get that gut response. But that doesn't mean we have endless energy or that we want to be working all the time. So I, I think you're such a beautiful um, reflection of that. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I used to think that I'm lazy until I went a little bit deeper into my human design and really understood that I am here to like find the shortcuts and teach that to others, you know, so it's, it's really fun when you really get to know yourself. So um, I love that. What about other our other types? Yes. Yeah. So projectors, oh, I love, I love working with projectors. I love experiencing the work of projectors because they are so refined. The projectors that are living their design, they're so focused. They have really mastered their specialty and they are guiding whether it's an obvious way of guiding people, maybe they're a teacher, or maybe they guide through their own embodiment or simply how they position themselves in their work. So projectors have an aura that absorbs and focuses. And what that means is projectors are really good at absorbing information and energy. Like the projectors in my life, they can sit down with a topic or a book and they just do these deep dives where they absorb all of this information. And they really, you know, I think with projectors, it's all about going deep rather than wide. That's really their gift. And it, it's the same when they're, you know, they're showing up on social media and they're attracting potential clients. It's their ability to show people how deep they've been able to go and um, to really let themselves be seen in their, in their expertise, in their knowing, in, in their knowledge. Um, and, and when they show what they know and that they, they are special to, uh, <laughs> words, when they're um, a specialist, and when they have this expertise, like people are attracted to them because people can just sense their knowing and they can sense like this is someone I can trust who can guide me. Um, so for projectors, it's really all about being seen and letting letting yourself be seen in your gifts, in your knowing. Hmm. That's so beautiful. And I'm curious, you know, because I know that projectors, they have like a limit, can have limited amount of energy. I know they can also like get energy, you know, from, from others and absorb that. But how does it reflect on like social media? If you're, if you're projector and you're meant to be invited and you're not meant to be initiating, how then you can like, how do you know, like, when to post or do you reach out or you don't reach out you just post and wait for people to like dm you message you how does it work with the projectors oh yeah great question so when it comes to waiting for an invitation that's really when you are directing your attention to like a specific person or group. So with social media, you don't have to wait for an invitation to share your gifts. And that's what I was kind of meaning with like, let yourself be seen. Uh, projectors, you really want to make sure you have a stage where you can put your everything that you do on display for people to see. So you don't have to wait for the invitation to start sharing your gifts but I would be mindful of like direct messages probably wouldn't pop into someone's DMS unless they've invited you in to start sharing, you know, your perspective and your guidance and your wisdom. Um, because, you know, even though you have so much knowledge and, and so much wisdom with everything you've absorbed, you're meant to focus that in a specific direction only once you've gotten that invitation so that it has a place to go. 
Um, because if you don't, and somebody isn't open to your wisdom, you end up wasting your energy and, you know, you'll likely be left feeling bitter because projectors really need recognition. Uh, projectors need to be recognized for their gifts. And like you said, projectors don't create more energy, the more work they do. So generators and many gens, when you're working in a way that lights you up, when you are taking action based on what you're responding to, you create energy, you generate energy, whereas projectors, it's that's it, that doesn't happen. So it's really important for projectors to be efficient with their energy. That's such a beautiful response. Thank you so much. How about our manifestors? Oh, I love, I love manifestors. So manifestors are like the opposite of generators. Manifestors have a closed aura and they're here to repel and impact. And manifestors, I think, are the most powerful in life and social media when they are really like they're not following anyone else's script. They are sharing their mission powerfully. They are talking about how they're here to make an impact, um, what they're here to innovate, and they have a clear message. And they they initiate, but they also inform their audience of like what's coming so that people can follow along because manifestors move fast. Um, so when, you know, the most successful manifestors, I know they, they initiate, they take action, they follow the inspiration that's coming through to them, but they also inform their following of like what to expect. Like I've got this program coming up in the next several months or stay tuned. This, this new offering is coming. So, um, they have a good balance between, you know, not listening to anyone really, focusing on their mission, but also letting people know what's coming. I love that. And like you said, manifestors, I have such a big respect to them because every single manifestor that I know in my life, they're doing something that I've never heard of before. You know, it's so innovative. It's so powerful. And a um, couple of years ago, when we still lived in Tulum, Mexico, we hosted a retreat called Heal the Healer. We had five participants. One was Money Jenny and four of them were manifestors. Wow. And it was the most powerful retreat I have ever hosted. It was like the room was full of women who like knew, like, I am here to pave the path. And mm. it's very fascinating. And sometimes I also feel like me personally, sometimes I also feel like I'm tippy-toeing around them. It's like, how do I like say this? So it's not like a question. So like I'm informing them too, you know, so they're feeling like, seeing right like for who they came here to be the impactful the big ones but i i really because with jenny and money jenny I, I i know how to ask projectors you just recognize them with manifestors i feel like sometimes it's like a standalone entity you know like so powerful like they don't want to be told what to do so if you have a client who is a manifester, how can you work with them in a way that you can guide them if there are things they, they are not seeing, you know, for themselves without telling them what to do? Because I know that's like a big no-no for them. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, and in some ways this goes for everyone, but ultimately you let your client lead 
in, in the ways that, you know, how you ask questions is big with manifestors with all the types. Um, there, there's definitely different ways to ask questions so that you can really support your clients based on what their type is. And with manifestors, I think the best strategy is really asking them questions where they get to tell you how they want to move forward, how they want to, um, work and what they want to create, the impact they want to have, what they want to change or innovate. And then from there, depending on what your design is, you can provide the tools, um, but you don't have to tell them like, this is what you have to do. You can let your manifestor client tell you like, here's where I want to go. I need support getting to this place. How do I get there? Um, so I would say like, that's probably um, the approach I would take with manifestors. Amazing. Thank you, Rachel. And I feel like you said with any design, we don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, what design we are. We, we, I feel like it's so beautiful because I always guide my clients back to themselves, back to their truth, back to their, like, I'm not here to tell you what to do because I am not you. I don't have your experiences. I don't have your intuition. Sometimes it's easier to see things from the outside, but ultimately bringing people back to themselves. So like you are teaching, you know, back to that embodiment and feeling and, and alignment. So Last but really not least, our beautiful reflectors. Throughout my career, I work with two clients reflectors and it's completely different feeling. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, same. I've only worked with a handful of reflectors as well and it's always such a joy. So reflectors are only 1% of the population, so they're the rarest type. And for reflectors, so reflectors have a resistant aura, so they're they're not going to um, pick up every energy. So reflectors have a totally undefined open chart. So all of their centers are white. So they're really here to sample different energies and reflect them back to the collective because they're kind of like barometers of how we're doing as a society. And they are really beautiful, typically really beautiful guides because they can reflect what we need to see in order to grow and heal and change. And so from a social media perspective, I think, you know, when a reflector is creating content or showing up online, it's really important for, for them to feel um, grounded and inspired in their environment. So having a place where they feel inspired to create content is huge. And also being really clear on, you know, what is, what am I here to reflect back to the collective for the greatest support or healing or benefit of whoever they serve? Um, and that can be done in different ways. Um, but I think uh, the, the most successful reflectors really, really know how to tune into their clients' needs and really they can be so empathetic because they're so open and they can really experience what other people are feeling as if it was their own energy. And if they can reflect it back with wisdom and with um, guidance or, you know, whatever they do in their business or, you know, their personal brand, then they're going to be really, really successful. Oh, that's so beautiful. And 
I can wait for our listeners to really dive into this and check in with themselves, how they can show up even more powerfully online. So for those who would love to connect with you, Rachel, even more and learn about what you're creating, you know, for the rest of the year or rest of your life, what is the best way to connect with you? Oh, yeah. So best way to connect with me is on Instagram. My handle is rachelgram.co. And that's where I share a lot of free, juicy information around human design. So if you're new to human design, it's a great place to start learning about your chart and how your energy works. And then if you want to dive deeper, if you want to learn what does it mean to decondition, what does it mean to... Uh, really start living my design. You can sign up for a human design reading. You can learn more about my aura flow membership where you can learn um, my signature human design embodiment method, which pairs movement, breath work and visualization. And that's available there. And so many other exciting things to come. Um, I'm working with my one-on-one clients right now my creative intensive clients. I have my uh, next, uh, the next round of my group program, Invoking the Huntress coming up. So always fun, exciting things going on in my world. I love it. I love it. It's manifesting generator. You're doing many different things, you know, and enjoying them all. It's so beautiful and so life-giving to really see how you're embodying your own design, your own truth, and just like really from that overflow, you're inspiring others. So thank you so much for being here today for all the beautiful work you're doing in the world and just really sharing that beautiful joy and wisdom of yours. Mm, Thank you for having me. It was really fun to dive into this with you. 